Welcome to the Ryan Report for Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. Summer is here. It's hot and dry. And this is called Common Ground. So I'm having this big, long Facebook conversation about the evils and virtues of the vaccine. And he says, well, is it my right to choose not to vaccinate myself and my family? And I says, yeah, it's absolutely your right. But then what is your responsibility to society knowing that you're most infectious before you even have symptoms. And back and forth we go, searching for common ground and not finding any. We're friends, actually, and respect each other. And I make the point that a worse disease than the virus is the divisiveness that has beset us. Abortion gun rights, the direction our nation is taking. There is no common ground in sight. It's all a battleground, a war actually. We might take prisoners, but we won't give an inch of ground. And how is it that in the United States of America, the most successful country the world has ever known. The admiration of nations far and wide, the arbiter of popular culture, that we have come to this. That could probably start another endless conversation. People have their opinions and beliefs about everything and will not be deterred. Facts are only facts if they support your perspective after all. And my perspective is that it doesn't look good. The obvious common ground that we do have is being alive. This is a condition we share. Blue and red, green and white, black and whatever color you like. Maybe we should focus on that. It is a big deal. I mean, think of the alternative. Also a big deal. is not the most important thing in our lives. Being alive? <laughs> More important than money and political issues? Yes. The answer is yes. And a resounding and emphatic yes. A common ground yes. As in everybody knows this, yes.
So maybe we're just focused on the wrong thing. Maybe we're distracted by the glitz and glitter of a material world and all the marketing scams and all the stupid TV shows until we've entirely forgotten what's important. Until someone dies. Oh my God. That's the purpose of the sacrificial ritual, right? In the Old Testament, they would sacrifice a bull or a lamb to bring blessings to the tribe. Then there was Jesus. He was the sacrificial lamb to bring salvation. Then there's the lottery, Shirley Jackson's short story about a quiet little 19th century New England town where they have the lottery every year. Read it here and check the link. I dare you. But it seems to me we ought to be able to remember that we're alive without a lottery. Take a breath. Did you notice that? Then you're alive. In fact, you have been taking breaths since the day you were born. And that's why you are alive. That and a bunch of other stuff humming along because they've got oxygen to burn muscles and a brain and the endocrine system and the immune system. The whole metabolic process is based on breathing. Try stopping for a few minutes. I think you'll get my point. When I lived in Mexico on the beach, I could free dive for up to three minutes but I was always eager to get back to the surface. One time, I went back in the jungle to Marcos Cenote with some friends to see if it goes, quote unquote. In cave diving parlance, that means, does it connect to any of the underground rivers that course through the limestone in that area? If so, we could bring scuba tanks and cave diving gear back there and explore it. So I nonchalantly put on flippers and a mask, grabbed my lights and went down to check it out. There was an opening big enough to swim through, a zig and a zag and whoops, a restriction. Can't go any farther. So I turned around to retrace my route, and at that instant, my light went out. Now I knew immediately that I had an approximately 50-50 chance of making it back to the surface before I died down there in a side tunnel. 
So I started feeling my way through the opening, hoping I was making the right choice. When my light came back on, I did make it back, as you may have surmised. But even today, I hold that memory in awe, or maybe terror is the better word. The terror of dying, panic-stricken in an underwater cenote for lack of air. Now I sit comfortably in a chair with my salad and a dos equis at the Central Market Cafe, looking out over the parking lot, writing in my notebook, and considering these things. Everything is lovely. There is no one to argue with, and I am breathing gently in and out. <laughs> I appreciate maybe one in 10 on average, but that's a start. I could be dead, or I could be oblivious to being alive. I just kind of like being dead. Imagine if our whole society was focused on reminding each other that we are alive. Not just when grandma dies, or 19 kids and two teachers in Uvalde. But every day, if every logo on every highway sign, every TV show in its own unique way cued the memory, the knowing that, hey, I'm alive, cool. And why not? We have all this media to remind us of something. Usually that we need something that we don't have. But never to remind us that we need something that we do have. It seems unbalanced, incomplete. Because it is. So we argue about abortion rights and vaccine mandates and background checks and what's happening to our world. What's happening to your world? I'll tell you, it's passing by and you will die. Not dead yet should be a bumper sticker, a news show the name of a store that sells, I don't know, croissants maybe. The Not Dead Yet Cafe. Come on in and be alive. Or don't come in and be alive. That's what being alive is all about. Being alive.